You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, the Deputy Chairman of Sassarin Securities in Johannesburg. And, and David, uh, you sent out a tweet, I think, over the weekend, or maybe it was Friday, and you said something about yeah. uh, one week the market buys tech stocks, the next week the market <laughs> sells to tech stocks. But, I mean, it's, what, I, what, I, what I will say about the NASDAQ and the tech stocks, and we, don't forget we're waiting for Apple and Amazon mm, mm. and maybe a couple of others this week, is that um, there's a lot of churning going on at these high mm. levels. And as you know, when there's if the market goes up 2% one day and down 1.7% the next day, that tells mm. you that there's not much of a consensus. Some people are saying, I've made a fortune, therefore I'm getting out. Mm. Other people are saying, I haven't really participated, so I'm getting in. And there's, so there's mm. not a consensus, which means that uh, there's uncertainty. So maybe mm. it's sort of a, a short-term pause at best. I, I, I reckon so. It just doesn't feel right. You know, there's too much bad news or too much uncertain news, uncertain news. And also with the tech stocks. So, uh, you know, if you, if you judge the tech stocks that came out, like um, um, Microsoft last week, they were splendid results. They were really spectacular results. Mm. But the market tended to look for some of the negatives. You know, small and medium enterprises not spending. Um, the Azure, the cloud business, missed by 1% or 2%. They were only up 40 47%. We wanted 49%. So you start to see issues like that and you get worried because, I mean, they, they're doing what they can in very difficult circumstances. And it's not their fault. But the point is that the market's edgy. It's had enough. Um, you know, whatever it's, the companies are giving is not feeding them enough. So we are, I think we're in for a, a, a patchy period. You know, patchy means um, it's it's difficult. It's uh, it's very, very difficult to read it. It's exactly, you know, one week you, you buy tech shares and next week you sell them. So I, I've actually felt like this for a long time. I felt like this for more than one week or two weeks, you know, even though we did edge a little higher. I think I felt like this for the full month, just mm. uncertain, not not fully confident that that uh and, and I think a lot has to do with the news. Um the the pandemic news has not been getting better. It's been uh you know, it it it's taking longer than we thought. I think we, we went back a little too soon. Or or alternatively, some governments, some states in the U.S. and other countries opened a little too soon, and the people were a little too eager to get together. Mm. And, it, you know, that, that kind of news that, that's uh, holding us back. And the um, economic news also very patchy, very erratic. Uh, so we're not getting out of this as fast as we want. And, of course, uh, markets are, uh, you know, are, are just pushing back against it. So it's a it's a difficult time. It's um, you know it's always difficult to buy against a barrage of bad news, you know, of of of, of difficult news. Yeah, there's some good news from a couple of companies on the JC Securities Exchange today. Yeah, Anglo Gold Ashanti Limited. They came out with a mm. trading statement, printing money. These people. The share price is currently yeah. up just over eight percent. Santam Limited came out with something that says relief to contingent business interruption yeah. policyholders. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but the share price they, reacting to what does that mean? Well, what happened is that uh, there have been a huge amount of claims against them for business disruption. Okay. They've been arguing the case, whether or not this is COVID or whether this is government. Was it as a result of disease? You know, so they're very fine technical legal points. Um, they've given a they, – they're putting out a million – a billion rand, which they're going to give to satisfy claims, which is probably about a tenth 
I don't know, and I'm guessing, probably not even even a 20th of what the actual claims are. Yeah. So there has been an outcry. I think it sounds very magnanimous. It sounds very, very generous. But in terms of the businesses, um, it's not that great. So I think that uh, it, it, it's not going to go, for, you know, going to go that far. But still, um, it does give you a sense of what's happening out there. People who took policies, who thought they were protected, uh, are now having to fight for, um, you know, for, for those policies. Admittedly, they were the kind of policies that, uh, that didn't attract high premiums, but still, uh, the costs are very high. And that's, that, you know, that's up to the underwriters. But that's that. There's a lot of people just trying to get money back because of what's happened, whether it be the coronavirus yeah. or, or anything else. I mean, you can, you can relate anything. I mean, you can go to anywhere now and say, well, unfortunately, because of coronavirus, this, this and this has happened, but you have to prove it. I went to a railway station today, I booked a ticket uh, to go somewhere, and because of the lockdown in Spain, I didn't want I didn't want oh. to tra- I didn't want to travel to to, to France. So what mm. I did was I, I went there with my French ticket and I said um, yeah, I can I have my money back? And they said yeah sure. They, I forfeited my booking fee of fifteen euros, but um, they were very they gave it back. They gave me back. Yeah. They gave me back my mm. money, which which is is the right thing to do. Mm. Let's have a look now at Invicta Holdings because that's up nearly twenty percent. Mm. Invicta okay, it's only nine seventy five, but that's um, that's a pretty good move yeah. on the day. Their results for the year ended March the thirty first, which is quite late. Well. Yeah, it, it's very late. But what happens is this business has gone through a major, major restructuring. You know, and if you look at the numbers, <laughs> it gives you an idea of the kind of troubles they've had. Uh, they've written off enormous amounts of money, kind to right-size it or reposition it. Uh, Stephen Joffe has taken charge of it. This is a, um, a Visa company. Yes. But he's taken charge of it. He's sold off a lot of non-core businesses and trying to get it into some kind of decent shape. So, I mean, when you look at the, when you look at the actual numbers that were published today, they, they, they're horrific. Mm. You know, headline earnings down 48%. Their basic loss 665. This is just writing down businesses. It's, it's very hard. They're going to have to restart again. And, you know, it's a business which is, it, which is focused on mainly manufacturing. It's been, uh, it, it, it's, um, it, you know, it, it's involved in areas or it supplies areas. It supplies manufacturers, it supplies miners. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a – that together with Hugh Dacre were always highly popular shares and, and well-covered and always did well. But, you know, the economy's turned against them and it's been a tough time. So I think – I don't know where they've come from, the share price, but uh, – and I, as we're talking, I'll try to pick up a chart. But, I mean, it's been okay. a very, very difficult journey. While you're doing this, I'll have a, uh, give you a couple of other names. Liberty Holdings Limited came out with their operational update and trading statement for the six-month period, ended 30th of June. Mm. I don't know. This has never been exciting. It's never been, oh, uh, we're restructuring and therefore the share price has vaulted 20% over the year or something. It's mm. never, ever, it's almost like a dinosaur, this one. And I'm, I'm talking yeah. from a position of ignorance, but that's the yeah. feeling I get. And then Liberty Two Degrees Limited came out with their results. <laughs> well, Liberty Holding, the big company, you can understand why. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's had its day. And I think also in a very slow economy, a huge amount of provisions have to be made. Um, so I don't think we can read it. Would I buy an insurance company? No, I would simply they find it, they're going to find it very difficult to sell their product at a time that um, the consumers are under pressure.
You know, if you, if you really come down to it, what do they do? They sell financial products. Yes. Yes, and they manage money. But, I mean, in this kind of market, uh, people will be um, surrendering a lot of their policies or alternatively trading down on a lot of their policies. So, yeah, be careful. They did get a bit of a little – they had a bit of a boost a couple of days ago when the market went up. You know, that does help performance. It helps their – um, you know, the, the asset management side. But I think overall they sell products. That's what they do. They sell investment products uh, and insurance. So, yeah, and Liberty 2 Degrees, a reflection of what's happening. Uh, Liberty 2 Degrees is, has big centers, Eastgate and uh, Santon City. Yes. And, you know, amongst others, but uh, taking an enormous amount of pressure. And you can see from their numbers and from the um, – just, just, just from the commentary – how difficult things are. Um, again, you know, it's it's the, the, the four, I was just looking at the Invicta share price. Yeah. Now, just to give you an idea, uh, two years ago, three years ago, this share price was sixty-five. And it's okay, now what? So and, and now it's about uh, ten rand. So thereabouts, mm. yeah. Okay. So you can see it's come down from sixty-five rand to to around about nine fifty, nine sixty. So it's. And it's just been a steady decline. There's a long way to go before it does turn around. But it gives you an idea of of the hardships that companies like that, engineering-type businesses or, or suppliers of engineering-type uh, products, uh, has felt. Okay, uh, on to bigger, bigger issues now. Anglo-American PLC, uh, share price yeah. up about one and a third percent. They came out with their well, – Yes, ready to do Anglo-Platinum. Anglo-American Platinum, yes, yeah, sorry, interim mm. results. They came out and they were the share price up one and third percent, etc. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're printing money. It's as simple as that. What a story! They're doing very well. Yeah. 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 Hopefully they'll yeah. they'll they'll use it prudently. They'll put Look, away a bit for the winter. <laughs> That's helped us. I mean, I'm just looking at the the JSC itself as we're talking now. Once once American markets opened and the gold the demand for gold shares uh, increased, the share our market has just shot up. And all the gains have been made in, in, in the mining market. So you've got the gold index up uh, almost 9%. You've mm-hmm. got the platinum index 4, 4.5%. So, you know, that's been the big boost today in, in a couple of, you know, in those shares. But uh, I'm trying to look at ASA. I always like to look at ASA. Do you know ASA is quoted in America? Yeah, that's the, the, the South African. Um, Anglo-South Africa, yeah. Exactly. Uh, tell us yeah. about it anyway, because some people might well, not it's, know about it's, it. We've known this for years, but for many, it's been listed in in in, a, in New York for many many years, and it's nothing more than a I think a holding company of of gold mining shares. I don't know what makes it up today, but it was always it was used to be uh, very well followed by American investors as a as a way into South African gold shares without yeah. you know without having to buy direct here. So this was quoted. This was listed on, um, you know, on, on, on uh, the New York Stock Exchange. And I've always, I've always followed to see how it's going. And, uh, yeah, it's up 7%. Mm. ASA Gold up 7% today. Now, to give you an idea, we're talking dollars. So this is New York. Right. So we're up uh, year to date 75%. Year to date, so that's amazing. Um, Twelve months, ninety-four. Now, I put that against some of the zooms and uh, all the other stuff. But what it has done. It's, it's, it's the ones that have, um, Moderna, Zoom, Tesla, and Nvidia. Okay, that's on my list. I've got a list here, so I'm sure there might be others. But it's, it's ahead of Amazon, uh, ahead of Advanced Micro, ahead of Netflix and that. So ASA, crazy. Huh? Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> Nick will know him. about them. I'll ask him about ASA. Well, you can ask him tomorrow night, actually, because, yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly, we'll do that uh, <clears throat> on the five o'clock shadow. David Shapiro and Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth tomorrow night, five o'clock. Remind me, David, to talk about mm. ASA. Remind me also to talk about right now the, the, the way that governments are handling uh, the coronavirus. Because I woke no. up this morning and all the headlines are that having opened these corridors for, for English people, 25% of visitors to Spain, which is the second most visited country tourist-wise in the world, 25% of those visitors are people from the United Kingdom. So all these people, they opened it up and they said, yes, you can go to Spain, no problem at all. You don't have to quarantine when you come back. Self-quarantine. And then they suddenly said, no, I'm sorry, you've got to stay in for two weeks and you can't even mm. go to the shop and you can't even exercise, nah. you've got to stay nah. in and you've got to yeah. find somebody to deliver you food. You can't do anything. And nah. I think that these governments are actually doing us a disservice because this has completely um, mucked up the travel industry, the airline industry, the tourist industry, and the people that are already there have to come back in quarantine. The people that yeah. were about to go have to decide. Yes, they can go, but they have to decide whether they want to go because they have to self-quarantine for two weeks. It's a complete shambles to me. The that governments have let us down. It is. I, it, totally. I it's my pet my pet uh, outburst at the moment is that is uh, the way that governments have handled this whole epidemic. Uh, it's so inconsistent. It's so erratic. It's so patchy. It's so all over the place. Mm. Nobody knows anything. You have no idea. You know, you need to have a, a full list of countries, a full list of, 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 of regions, of cities, of towns. You have no idea what the route rules are. And then it's, by inconsistencies, you know, nothing, nothing really makes sense. And uh, I, I just think that to a large extent, one would have expected a country like the U.S. to have taken over, you know, have to have called a conference, have had plenty of time to sit down there and try and have some kind of global approach to this whole thing or, or, Consistency, you know what I mean? That that everybody follows the same kind of protocols, or you try to get through this, and it's been a shambles, Lindsay. It's been, and 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 I'm saying, I I just hope that when this is over, we get new governments in, you know, new administrations, someone who can actually rebuild the mess that we've created through this, uh, you know, recreate the institutions, whether it's the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, all of these. Have, have just fallen apart. America is just a complete and utter mess. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine that these are elected people. And I think where, where the chips were down, because there's nothing fun about being an administrator. I hate it. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to have a big boss position because it means so much admin and having to sit through so much of the, the you know, the dull type of things that, that, uh, that you have to do if you want to run a business. And uh, I've done it in my time, but but that's what you do when you when you choose to become an elected official. That's what you're setting yourself up for. And yet, no one's really done this with a plomb. Uh, maybe the Europeans, maybe the people close to your action have come out not too bad, but uh, the rest. I mean, America, oh, South Africa, oh, yeah, yeah. South Africa is yeah, becoming a little bit of a problem now uh, because I think mm. there are 11,000 new cases uh, were announced yeah. um, on, was it Sunday yeah. or Saturday? I don't know. And now that is the fifth largest in the world. Yeah. 
Uh, and, yeah. and that's quite a lot for, a, for yeah. a, not, a, not a small country because we, we've got 60, 70 million people, whichever statistic yeah. you believe. But it is a lot of people and it's only just starting. It's almost as though we're yeah. on the first or second leg of the leg up, if you mm. see what I mean. Mm. No, exactly. It's, it's, and it's, it's all over the place. And uh, it, it, it's very dangerous as well because one doesn't know how the public services are handling it, how the health services are handling it. So, I, you know, being a resident here, uh, certainly at my age and my wife's age, you know, we're dead scared. You're dead scared to go out. You're absolutely petrified yes. to even go down to the shops. But you I go to the shops because you have to. Well, I, do you wear a mask? I have to. You have to. Of course I do. So I go down to the shops on, on, on Saturday yeah. and uh, go into Woolworths just to buy milk and, you know, normal uh, provisions. And uh, they closed. First mm. of all, they've got a 50% sale, but they closed. Why? Because uh, one of the staff members had COVID, etc. So they have to san- desanitize the whole, or sanitize the whole place and spray it and so on. But that's what we go through. You know, it's uh, uh, wherever you go, people are opening, closing. Uh, I found Melrose are just so depressing because uh, mm. uh, most of the restaurants were closed, and and the way that they stacked up and the chairs are stacked up inside, it looks like it's almost permanent. You don't know whether they're going to open again or whether they've got the means to open again. When they do that, and this is this is my fear, is that when they do that, it means the landlords are also going to suffer. You know, if yeah. if if they go in, the landlords suffer. I went to uh, to buy some flowers there, and there's a chap who runs the down in Melrose. He's a lovely chap, David, and I've known him for years. And he looked at me, and uh, he just, you know, he shrugged his shoulders, etc. And of course, he's going to go and uh, he's going to uh, negotiate with the landlord, you know, looking for a fifty or sixty percent reduction in in rent, you know, for him to survive. He hasn't he hasn't been selling for three four months. So those are the consequences, you know. Work that through. Work that through down the line. Um, you know, if he doesn't get that, he said, well. They can make me bankrupt. I don't care. You know what I mean? They can, <laughs> they can, uh, li- uh, you know, uh, liquidate me. It's fine. You know, so that's the attitude. Mm. I was at um, Brussels Station on Friday morning, okay, quite early. Uh-huh. And um, there's, there were two platforms, okay, sitting on one and uh, watching the trains coming in on the other. And every three minutes there's a train coming into Brussels Central Station, okay. And I looked at every single train, and they're going to all, all sorts of different uh, destinations. Mm. Every single train was maximum 10 to 15% full. And this is yeah. a, a peak time. Yeah. So I think to myself, yeah. well, that means that people are not going to work. That means that uh, the the government, which owns the the railways, I mean, it's a public utility. It's not private like it is in the United Kingdom. You're, you're talking about a massive, massive loss yeah. for, for the government. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm. all the, the coffee shops, as we've said before, yeah. the coffee shops are not uh, um, earning any money. I'm not going yeah. – 80% mm. of the people that are normally there are not buying coffee and donuts and croissants no. And, no. and that sort of thing. It's, the knock-on effects are oh, no. unbelievable, and we, don't, oh, no. we, we haven't seen it yet. No. It's only been no. five, six months, David. We haven't mm-hmm. seen the effects yet. No. And I think when we get out of this, as we were saying, I think, I think this period people are going to look back, you know, with, uh, uh, in hindsight and say, we screwed this one up completely. You know what I mean? I think, I think they've screwed it up. I don't think there's any thought. That's why I'm so disappointed in government 
you know, in, in government, I'm talking global government, that no one got together and said, okay, how do we sort this out? You know, how do we, how do we, how do we save these businesses? And most of these people, it's not their fault. They have worked, you know, restauranteurs have worked for ages and that to build up a clientele, to build up their menus, just to build up the staff, to train. You know, you know what it goes into a business. Boom, mm. it's gone. And no one cares. That's the point. I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think people care. And South Africa as well. I just, uh, what we have to pick up here, the number, you know, I'm not saying, uh, I, where anybody asks money, you know, I, I'm, I'm very happy to give and to, to try and sort out people because I know what they're going through. And, uh, it's, it's just a tragic situation. And just one other silly story as well. I mean, for every every cloud has a silver lining, and uh, you know, for every negative, there's a positive. Um, but um, you know, I was, I was going to go to Southwest France just for a week. I, I have two holidays a year. One is Christmas because I'm forced to do that, and once once a year, I maybe go somewhere and just take a few days off uh, because of the business that I'm involved in. And I was going to go to Southwest France, Southwest France, and suddenly the Spain. The situation occurred over the last um, 36 hours or so. So I, I thought to myself, well, Southwest France is very close to Spain. And you know what? I'm probably quite vulnerable as well to this. I mean, if I get it, mm. then, uh, although I'm fairly fit and healthy, I think, um, I don't really want to risk it. So I, I, I cancelled I cancelled uh, my four or five days off. And I think, well, how many, what are the implications, again, for the railways? Because I wasn't going to fly. I was yeah, going to go yeah. on the train. Again, for yeah. all the people that are associated with the industry, the hotels, the Airbnb, the restaurants that I might have gone to, the bars that I definitely would have gone to, and all that sort of thing. It's very, very impactful. And, again, it will unravel, and there will be books and seminars and everything mm. written mm. about this thing. That's my view. I think, in hindsight, we're going to... Uh, we're going to come back and say this was really, really badly handled. Hmm. Um, we've first got to find a cure. And I must say that there's a huge amount of money being thrown at it. Yeah. The, Lindsay, to be honest, the fact that markets are holding up, first of all, surprises in a positive way me, but it also astonishes me, you know, that that uh, there are businesses that are doing well. I know that they're in a certain area, maybe in the technology side, but also, look, it could be a consequence of zero interest rates. And uh, there was quite a good piece in The Economist this weekend about about uh, uh, zero interest rates and, and the future of banks, you know, in a situation where the governments have actually taken over the funding side, you know, they're, they're dictating prices, which used to be done by banks. Banks would decide on credit. Today, it's the central banks that are deciding on credit, you know, who to lend to. Um, I mean, in it, what, what's the word? Unwittingly, they're mm. buying bonds off the, uh, you know, off the market. So effectively, they're, they're uh, financing companies that require money. So that's not the role of the banks anymore. So one's got to rethink things. I can't get you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my own mind. I'm trying to get around this. I'm an equity man simply because I don't like to buy buy products that give you zero returns, you know, mm. or just negative returns. But I must admit that might be one of the reasons markets are holding up. But I think when we when we take a step back and think of where we are and the pain that's going to be felt, cities like New York, you know, take them years and years to get back. Um, Broadway. You know, places like Broadway. Can you just think of Broadway show? Just think about how many people are involved there. Forget about the audience. 
just the actors, you know, the uh, the stagehands, yes. the orchestras, everything around it, the people, the ushers, people who even sell you a beer at uh, an interval. You know, I mean, the impact of that in, in a city like New York is enormous. Well, there's no production going on. There's a film called no. Parasite, which won the Best Film Award at the, at the Oscars, which was um, which uh, didn't um, didn't make Mr. Trump very happy. He wanted uh, more films like Gone with the Wind, and we don't need to dwell on that. But but he he said, "What are we doing here?" And I says, "The Oscars in in Los Angeles, and uh, there's a South Korean film that gets the gets the Oscar." But anyway, they turned it into black and white, uh-huh. and they're re-showing it at London cinemas now because there's no new product coming out uh-huh. because no one's been able to go into the studio and uh, mix oh, with God. other people and do what uh, they normally do. Uh, There's so uh, many, so many angles to this. Anyway, let's have a look at the top five. I mean, I don't normally do top yeah. five, but I just want to show you. Pan-African resources, 17% higher. Yeah. Goldfields, 10% Crazy. higher. Sibania, up nearly 9%. Anglo Gold Ashanti, up 8.5%. DOD Gold, up 8%. They're my top five. And on the downside... Two property companies, Hammerson down 8.6, Redefined down 4.2, Investec PLC and Investec Limited, both down between 3.8 and 3 and a third percent, and Capital and Counties down 3.8. That tells you the state of the market in 30 yeah. seconds. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's financials and uh, property under pressure, gold soaring. Uh, making the running. Yeah, soaring. Absolutely. And it's it's been a gold market. And look, I'm happy for the gold bulls. I've uh, it's it's lovely. It, it, there's a worry at the end of the day because if you buy gold uh, somewhere along the line, when things go wrong, you're going to have to find someone to sell it to. It's not a, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's it's not a productive. You can't you can't hold on to a company. It's not a whole company that's going to to make uh, money or produce things and that. So it's it is the uh, you know there's always that kind of a risk. But uh, listen, we've waited a long time for this gold run. Good luck. Yes, I, I don't. I don't wish harm on anybody. Of course you, you don't. Know? And I, I, I don't. I, I, you know, I, I love it when markets like this run. Uh, it's just a pity we're not making, we're not mining gold anymore like we used to. You know, we used to do about a, I don't know, a thousand tons. We're lucky if we get a hundred tons out the ground now. Yeah, it was 1970 actually, 1,002 yeah. tons, something like that, the, the, and we were we were coining it, even at those yeah. ridiculously low prices. Uh, but anyway, yeah, those days are gone. I think we're number six in the world now. Let's not dwell on that. But anyway, well done to all those gold bulls and all those people that have been long of shares. I mean, DRD Gold, it's 29 yeah. rand and 15 cents per yeah. share. It was like 250. I can't remember what the low was. Uh, while I'm, I'm talking about other things, have a look at DRD Gold and see what the low was over the last two, three years, if you would, David. DRD Gold. And I'll, 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 I've got to look now. I'll grab a, a, another couple of things at the moment and see what we've got look, to look forward to this week. Of course, we've got um, Amazon and Apple coming up with their results uh, this week, and that will interest you, David, so much because uh, these yeah. things, are, I'm sure you own both of them. Um, I, I don't own Apple. Oh. I've never owned Apple. Why not? And it's, it, I don't know why. I don't know. It's a, you know, it's a phone. I, I always thought that that there'd be more competition and, and, and so on, and incorrectly so. Mm. You, you know, also, you don't want to – someone used the expression, you know, you can't dance with all the pretty girls or, uh, somewhere around like that. You know, yeah, I know what in you other mean. other words, mm. you know, you know you, you've got to make your choices. And uh, we've done well on Amazon. I've done well on Microsoft uh, and, uh, and on, on Google. On Alphabet, uh, so that was enough. You know, most of my portfolios, I, I haven't got more than certainly in the fangs, no more than maybe fifteen, twenty percent maximum. 
in those companies. So I, I you know, don't, I don't want to, I didn't want to own everything, but, um, I, the results are going to sway the market. I don't know about Apple, but I certainly know Amazon, you know, uh, will. One thing that worries me, which we've seen in the other results, is that there has been a, we saw it in Twitter, there has been a, 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 to, a, a um, as, you know, a lessening of advertising. Um, it has been that, you know, certainly companies um, have held back and also some of the big companies, mainly because of worries about social media, have held back as well. So we might, I hope, you know, we might not get to the kind of levels that, that some of the analysts were expecting. That's in my mind, you know, looking at Microsoft and uh, Twitter and some of the other, and Netflix as well, just a bit concerned that there might be, the expectations might be a little too high. You're going to get good results. I mean, superb results, but it depends on where the analysts have put that. Just going back to DRT here, yeah, I, I've got that they reached in, even last year, on the 25th of May last year, they were down at 250, you're right. There you go, 250. Yeah. yeah. It's now 30 rand a share, let's call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, yeah, times ten times in a year. More Amazing. Mm. I mean, yeah. this isn't this, this is this isn't a high quality mining operation either. No, I mean, it's very it's, good at what they, it does, they, but they haven't got this great seam of gold. They Durban Deep don't mine. They're just reprocessing dumps. Precisely. And that's uh, that's because the early years they weren't able to extract with the carbon leach. I think it was process. They weren't able to extract all the gold, and they've been you know techniques have gone a lot better. So they're reprocessing all the all the, you know, the, the mine dumps. <laughs> and it's been for years. From Ergo started. It's been a very, very profitable organ, uh, business. Mm. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Let's talk about football because <laughs> the, um, yeah. the English Premier League uh, finished yesterday, all eight games. I went to, a, I went to a, a, a sports bar and they had this huge, giant screen and it's something oh, called wonderful. Switch. And they went between, every, between one game to the next. As soon as there was some action in one game, they would they'd go to it. Obviously, the, the directors were very, very busy throughout the two hours and it was really, yeah. really good fun. Uh, but, um, yeah, Manchester United, I must admit, uh, hats off to... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, he, he's done yeah. very well. He's, he's taken them back into the Champions League, uh, the qualifying stages at least. Leicester, I'm sorry about them. I like Brendan Rodgers, the manager, but he's, uh, he's got to be content with the Europa League. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but on the downside, oh, your team's in nowhere. I mean, you're, just, you're essentially a ah, mid-table team, but maybe, oh. <laughs> maybe better next year. But on the downside, um, oh. seeing uh, Aston Villa stay up, I, I quite like, because Watford and... Bournemouth, they're, they're small teams, whereas Aston Villa is a proper yeah. big team. So I'm so, very glad they stayed up. They were big. Mm. You know, when they went down, I think it was the first time they went down in, in, in many, many years. Aston Villa and Arsenal, I think. If you, if you look at the history, they were the kind of clubs that had held up for so long. And then Aston Villa went down. I always liked Aston Villa. Always. Yes. And luckily they beat Arsenal. It wouldn't have made any difference to Arsenal's life. If they hadn't, have, if Arsenal had beaten them on Tuesday, but I'm also pleased for that. Listen, I quite like Watford. Remember, they were the ones who toppled Liverpool. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> and and not only did they topple them, they toppled them. They completely outplayed them. Mm. That's sad. And Bournemouth as well, a small little 
team as well. 11,000 seater say, stadium. Norwich, no. You don't like Norwich. No, of course I don't like Norwich, <laughs> but their fans are quite nice. I don't like their, their kit, I don't like their yellow and green, and I also don't like them because they're Ipswich uh, rivals. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad yeah. they went down. I, I do apologise <laughs> to any uh, Norwich fans and also to Delia Smith, who was a director but, and probably still a shareholder now. <laughs> she, she, and also Stephen Fry is a, a fanatical yeah. Norwich fan. That's crazy. Uh, but okay. tough luck. Enjoy the championship, yeah. Exactly, okay. But, that, <laughs> but it's worth, you know what, I watched the Leicester game, and uh, they, they were trying. And, you know, this, this tappy tappy from the penalty area now, you know, where the goalkeeper tries to oh, play out. Michael, yes. No, 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 you must go see the first goal that gave Man United the lead as well. Also, just pushing it out there and playing modern soccer. And uh, I don't know, frizzy head chap lost it, and that was the goal. Mm. You know, that was them. It's just, it was just basic, basic mistakes that they teach you when you start even in under 10 not to do. You know, when you're, when you're in that, that kind of position, just clear, clear the ball. Clear the ball, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we don't do that. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, David, thank you very much. Thank you very All much right. for your time. Okay, that you. was David Shapiro from mm-hmm. Sassam Securities, Deputy Chairman at that institution, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.